0: This is the nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v End, the Sports Betting Network.
2: We are off and running on a Wednesday night. From the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, and it is good to have the full crew back. My man, Sean King, in the building. Well deserved vacation is back, rested, ready to go. A little fuller pockets. We'll get to that in just a moment. But it's good to have you back, sir. Man,
3: have I you. am glad to be back. Man, listen, I want to apologize to the Nevada. Fire department because they've gotten called on me a couple times since I went on vacation because I've been hot as fish grease, man! I've been on fire. Yes, Lord Jesus, I'm happy to be back in the building though. The AC works, which is great because it's kind of warm outside in Las Vegas. But I missed you, Ginger Genius. Glad to be back next to you. Hopefully, you guys had good shows, not great shows. You know, when you go out on vacation, you want the shows to be good, but not so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that they don't ask they you were back. Good. Okay, they were cool. Good.
2: They were good. We love Scott Seidenberg. You know,
3: yeah, we love Scott too.
2: Scott does a great job, but uh, you know, the dynamic duo here. I've
3: been, I've, I've, I've felt bad that I haven't sent you to baseball plays. It's okay. But just trust me when I say, Woo! Been on fire. <laughs> I have no doubt. I also have to uh, acknowledge that I've put to bed one fanship and uh, become the CEO of another one. Uh, I've rolled with Tiger Woods since his initial pga tour event I- i've supported him i've bought his clothes i bought his clubs i bought his balls i've watched almost every hey, no. major he's played in you know but all good things come to an end because i officially had to transition to the jt poston <laughs> fan club i had him pre-flop in the john deere classic he never let me down from start to finish ching, 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 ching. Ding. Your boy even hit a golf tournament while I was gone. I was like, man, maybe Tim is a mush. The minute I got next to you, you ticket start cashing.
2: Well, what's interesting is it, it's ironic that you, you know, noted golf handicapper. Uh, also, Wes Reynolds had, had JT post. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I, uh, almost, I, just, I almost got an even bigger hit because uh, Iron- I, I can ironic. never pronounce his name right. Gutter up. I think it's how you say it. <laughs> oh, that was big. He got hot. I think he ended up at 17 under, and I think Poston won at 21. He had a couple putts on Saturday that he just missed that could have changed the tie. But hey, shout out to JT Poston, man. It's my new favorite golfer. I'm rocking with my guy. I will say this, though. At some point, Will Zalatoris has to win. He's probably the most unlucky golfer on the tour. At some point, he has to win. He's been one or two shots going into Sunday. For probably about 26 and a half events and hadn't won yet.
2: Was Will Zalatoris the one you crowned at the PGA Championship?
3: Uh, no, it was uh, Pierre. Pierre. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was Mito. It was Mito. <laughs> they see how am with Mito, but I ain't, man. I didn't hit the ball in the water. He did.
2: <laughs> I didn't bet him. I just... Wanted, uh, the, well, needless
3: to say, I'm glad to be back, man. Glad, glad to be back.
2: Glad you're back. Uh, and then uh, how long till the uh, the, the induction ceremony?
3: Uh, the induction ceremony in New Orleans is July the 30th. Yeah, so that's yes. coming up. I'm excited about that to get back to the boot, get some good grub, and then I'm going to Tampa. Man. Woo!
2: Yeah, we'll get... Uh, Think each you and I have one more one more vacation in us. We got to get it out of the way before football starts. Before uh, we making that money. Uh,
3: I've got some strong opinions for football I, too. I've been doing my homework since I've been out.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I have I have no doubt. Uh,
3: Watching Sean. some spring games, making some calls. I got I feel like I got a good feel. NFL in college, I got a good feel on who's real and who's fake, on what's the truth and what's a lie. There's a lot of lies out there regarding college football this year. I'm just telling. you. Don't go with what seems right. That's all I'm gonna say in college football.
2: Oh, so you're gonna fade Alabama and Ohio State? No,
3: no. Alabama's <laughs> that's that's a that's a unicorn. Alabama they're, might they're Alabama so might be better than Georgia on defense this year.
2: They're so good.
3: They're by Will Anderson.
2: They their their best player, Sean, is not the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, I know. <laughs> he got guys. And by the way, Nick Saban. Didn't like the transfer portal. Then once the transfer portal came around, I said, okay, I'll just beat everybody at the transfer portal. So that's what they did. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we will we got to figure out times. We'll, we'll start to weave in more college football as, uh, as the weeks go on. We'll continue our summer conditioning. We started the NFC North yesterday, uh, talked Vikings. Today,
3: the Bears. Well, this won't take long.
2: Yeah. Well, we have three segments uh, slotted for it. So
3: uh, Do the same answer in all three segments. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the per- person who's overseas in ticket sales in- for the Bears? Well, like, wh- what be, do you tell somebody? Aren't
2: they, aren't they? What was the rumor today? That they might be getting a roof on, uh, on Soldier Field? That was the latest one that came out.
3: Well, you got to do something constructive. I mean, gas is $55 a gallon. I mean, milk is $10.50. I mean, how you go to somebody in this climate and say, buy Bears tickets? <laughs> 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 I, just, I don't even know how you sell that. And I consider myself a man of the people. Like, I feel like I can go out in the public and get people to rally around the cause. I don't even know if I can get them to support the Bears. (laughs) This says awful written all over it.
2: It it, it tends to feel that way. But, you know, the one thing we mentioned last week uh, when we were talking about the commanders was at Caesar's Sportsbook, all their money was on their over. Well, also at Caesar's Sportsbook, all the money was on the Bears under. So the public uh, could potentially... Be right. Been winning a lot of money here, yeah. Uh, if they are indeed right, and you know the public is right from time to time, and
3: because they're definitely right on the Commanders, and uh, if you have bet the Commanders over, you might as well put a little bit on uh, Carson Wentz NFL MVP. Oh, come on. Just saying.
2: I mean, if you were going to say it, like win the division, Wait, hey,
3: listen, now, I, I'm I, back. I, the hot takes are back. I'm just uh, telling you, it's the year Wentz. That's what it is.
2: Yeah, ask the people in Indianapolis about the year Wentz. Yeah, it
3: was last year. Yeah,
2: it's pretty good. Uh, well, it could be the year of Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has been traded to the Carolina Panthers. It has finally happened, and uh, the deal that the Panthers made to get this done, in my opinion, was was terrific. I mean, I mean, kickers get paid. You know, traded for for this.
3: Panthers. Yeah, what do they have to pick up? Four and a half million. So and the Browns are picking up 10.5, and he forfeited like an extra four. Three or so? Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so the deal is a 2024, not even 2023, a 2024 fifth-round conditional pick, depending on playing time, could uh, move to a fourth-round pick for uh, that would be conveyed back to the Cleveland Browns. As Sean alluded to, just a shot, a hair under $5 bucks is what they'll be paying him. Uh, the Cleveland Browns will be eating $10.5 million. And Baker Mayfield forfeited, I think, around three million dollars to to get out of town. Um, you know, one year left. It's a it's a show me type of uh, situation for Baker, Baker Mayfield. He is going to be a uh, unrestricted free agent. You now have a quarterback room in Carolina of Baker Mayfield, the number one pick in 2018, Sam Darnold, the number three pick in 2018, and then Matt Corral. And as Warren Sharp pointed out on Twitter. To get this quarterback room assembled, the Panthers traded away a second, a third, two fourths, a fifth, and a sixth to get that room, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Matt Corral. They
3: um, spent a lot of money, too, because they extended Sam Darnold when they got him. I know they got Baker on the cheap, but overall, I mean, you think they got Dak Prescott in that room. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of dollar bills going to a group. that I'm not going to say can't play, but I'll say this where's Baker's support system in Carolina? Like normally when this kind of trade happens, like when the Browns announced they were signing Deshaun Watson, that locker room stood up, clapped. Oh, we can't wait to play with this quarterback. When the commanders signed Carson Wentz, no matter what Tim Murray thinks about Carson Wentz and the city of Indianapolis, Washington, D.C. is excited that Carson Wentz is coming. I just don't know. I know Robbie Anderson's not excited, Baker Mayfield's. I saw his tweet. I don't think Christian McCaffrey's overly excited that Carson, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield is there. So my question with the Panthers is not so much Baker Mayfield, but it's the rest of the team. Tim, are they bought in? Are, do, are they taking the approach like we know Matt Rule probably not going to be here after this year? Like that's what scares me about this situation for Baker because I think Baker's a good quarterback, but only in certain situations. And I'm not sure if Carolina's the best situation because here's what's going to happen. The minute he does something stupid, which will happen sometime in week one, then what's the fan base going to immediately say? Oh, Jesus, here we go again. It's not going to be like they overlook it. It's not going to be like they give him a pass. It's one of those things I think they're going to be waiting on Sam and Baker or both to fail. So I just think it's a tough situation. So happy for Baker. I mean, anytime you're in prison, which is what he was in Cleveland – and you get to get out, and you don't really care where you go. You're just happy to be free. We'll see if he can make the best of this situation, but I don't think it's an ideal situation. So I'm not buying any Panthers stock. And listen, I'm all over the Cleveland Browns in week one. I don't care who they roll out at quarterback. They are Miles Garrett and crew are gonna be licking their chops to get after Baker Mayfield. You can guarantee that. Well,
2: what I would say about The quarterback situation, because of this trade, unlike Washington, which traded two thirds, well, a third and a a swap in the second and eight twenty-eight million dollars, Carson Wentz was starting no matter what coming into Washington. Carolina Panthers traded a twenty twenty-four fifth round pick Mm -hmm. and are paying this quarterback less than five million dollars. So I know the odds say that Baker Mayfield's minus twelve hundred. I think he'll win the job because I think Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold, but it's not a foregone conclusion. The Carolina Panthers, if what was reported was true, which I had, we'll see. You know, hey, you look great in shorts, Sam Darnold. Um, it's a it's a true competition. I don't
3: think so. Why? And here's why:
2: Sam Darnold's making more money. Right. They gave up more compensation. Let me explain. For him.
3: No one in an organization more than Matt Rule and Mr. Tepper, the owner, wanted Sam Donald to come back this offseason at OTAs and look like a guy that had gotten better, that was ready to be the face of the franchise and be their starting quarterback. Obviously, that didn't happen. I told you Matt Corral definitely wasn't worthy of a third-round pick. He hadn't done anything since he's gotten there. That's why they made this move. That's the timing of the move. Baker Mayfield's the day-one starter for the Panthers.
2: All right, more on the big trade. Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland headed to North Carolina. as the nightcap here on Beast.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zinn Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zyn Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zyn 10 Challenge today at Zin.com 10. That's Z-Y-N slash 10. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, the product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King... I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We will continue our summer conditioning with the Chicago Bears. Uh, We'll do that top of the hour. Just how bad will the Bears be? Or maybe they'll surprise. We'll get into that a little bit later. Big news of the NFL world. Baker Mayfield on the move. You know, real quickly, though, Sean, I was just thinking about this. Think about the names that have been traded you know, From from your day in the NFL, late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. think about the names that have been traded and how crazy it would seem when you were in the league. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill yeah. Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan.
3: Not including any of the guys on defense. I mean... Uh, it's been Khalil, some big names. Khalil Mack goes to the Chandler the Jones, like Randy Gregory. It's been some big names, man.
2: Yeah, its uh, it's been a wild, wild offseason, and the NFL absolutely loves it. Uh, they eat it up. It is a 12-month-a-year league. I mean, we're getting close to training camp, and sure enough, we get a blockbuster trade. Even though it was a fifth-round pick for a quarterback that had lost his job it was still the number one overall pick just four years ago. Mm-hmm. And as a very notable name, as a Heisman Trophy winner, he's a polarizing personality. People love talking about it. He's a hot topic, right? And that uh, it certainly moved the needle today, and the NFL just, uh, just always wins. Always wins, Sean.
3: The problem with his popularity and notoriety, Tim, is it's not because of his on-field performance. He's a polarizing figure because of all of the other ancillary things that go with being a professional athlete in the NFL, specifically at the quarterback position. So it's sort of a gift and a curse for him. It's worked because he's benefited immensely off the field from a financial standpoint, but it's also been a curse because it's overshadowed any positive he's done on the field because people still hold him to the expectation of what a number one pick is supposed to be viewed as at this point in his career. So as, as much as he's a hot topic, he's a point of emphasis for platforms like ours, there's also still huge question marks regarding the guy that was one game from leading his team to a Super Bowl. And so when you look at it in that context and that prism – He's got to have a chip on his shoulder. So whatever the best version of Baker Mayfield is, I think you're going to get it in Carolina. For those who are just tuning in, again, my issue with this is not Baker Mayfield. My issue is the rest of the Carolina Panthers. Are they bought in? Do they believe in Matt Rule? Are they going to go above and beyond from a preparation standpoint, physically and mentally? Are they going to be all in when Knicks and Knacks pop up to play through injury? Like, that's my question mark because this is an imperfect roster. They do have legit deficiencies, specifically on their offensive line. The most detrimental part of their quarterback room is the amount of picks that they've utilized to get these three guys in that room when they have so many other areas of need on this roster. So, go back to this most recent draft, Tim. They used a third-round pick on Matt Corral. If you were going to trade for Baker Mayfield, then why wouldn't you select a lineman in the third round or another player that could help whoever is the quarterback in Carolina be successful? You know, Sam Darnold, they gave up a, what, second-round draft pick that they didn't have this year that could have been used on another player to help make well, the roster more complete.
2: this, Sean. They traded into the third round. They traded from the fourth into the third to acquire Matt Corral. So, yeah, the, the Matt Rule situation – down there in Carolina, is very fascinating because I think we all know he's on, I don't want to say borrowed time, but he knows it's a make-or-break year. I mean, you look at the win total, it's six and a half. So Vegas is fully anticipating this to be an under 500 team this season, and it's really hard to build an organization when you don't have a second or third round pick. Now, Carolina... We, we long speculated that they might take a quarterback at number six. You know They did not, thankfully for them. They went Aquanu uh, to help their offensive line. But let me bring up this point to you about the Carolina Panthers' win total. It's sitting at six and a half, Joe Fortenbaugh over at ESPN made this point. And I'm just reading it. I'm mm-hmm. not saying one way or the other. Curious to get your thoughts. They were one in seven in one-score games last year. They had a minus 13 turnover differential, second worst in the NFL, and they allowed 52 sacks, which is 28th out of 32 teams. They went out, they drafted Ikiakuanu, they brought in Bradley Bozeman, Uh, Christian McCaffrey should be back. Baker Mayfield, I think you and I would agree, is an upgrade. Maybe not a massive, but a slight upgrade over at the quarterback position. You know, the NFL is such a league on small margins. You went One in seven in one-score games, if you just get to 500 in that, is this a team? And Atlanta, I think, is, in my opinion, inferior to Carolina. I think New Orleans and Tampa are are certainly superior to Carolina. Mm -hmm. I'm not racing to the window to place this bet. But if I were forced to make it, I would lean towards the over on Carolina. But I think you bring up an interesting point about that locker room and Matt Rule and how he has gone about figuring out this quarterback room because it's been an absolute disaster. Despite the fact that today's trade, I think, was a win for the Panthers, overall, how they've put together a mediocre, at best, quarterback room has been beyond poor.
3: I agree with everything you said. A couple things. Matt Rule's a really, really good college football coach. 100%.
2: And he will have a job the second
3: he leaves
2: or gets fired from the Carolina Panthers.
3: He's trying to learn on the fly Mm -hmm. how to be a really good NFL coach. The one thing I'll say about Matt Rule, he's a sponge. He absorbs. He's not a my way or the highway. He's always listening. He's always trying to evolve, improve, increase. He's always trying to pivot. The problem is he inherited a team that – had no answers or no vision for how to get the most important position in this league to a above-average situation, and that's quarterback. And listen, the one thing you're getting in Baker Mayfield, Tim, that you didn't get in Sam Darnold is self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Darnold is a quiet, uh, unassuming guy that I think is trying to convince himself that he's a top quarterback in this league. Baker is an outgoing, affable, overconfident, thinks he's better than he is quarterback. The problem with Baker is none of the Browns supported him. when This was all going on in Cleveland at the end of the year. None of his teammates came out and said, we believe in Baker. We'll follow Baker. And so now he's going into a locker room that doesn't really believe in him. A lot of the guys might be indifferent. But can he win the locker room over and insert confidence in into the Carolina Panthers. That whole win total is based on that one particular thing. If Baker Mayfield can convince the rest of that locker room that he's capable of being the guy before week one, then Carolina has a good chance to go over six and a half because they're not an elite roster, but they have enough pieces that they could win seven or eight games. But if he can't, it's going to be a bad season. I'm just telling you, I don't even know if if Rule makes it through the entire season. Remember, they fired the OC last year. Yep.
2: Yeah, they brought in uh, midway through the season, right?
3: Joe Brady. They fired Joe Brady. What midway through the season? My ginger
2: genius brother.
3: So obviously, Mister Tepper, who's not known to be a patient individual, doesn't have patience. He did not hire Matt Rule. He's given the organization. He he did. He did. Did Did he hire Matt Rule? They came together. Okay, he did. He
2: he fired uh, Ron Rivera. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. I I was confused there. If it was the if if Rule came with the last uh, thing. The problem being, they've tried and failed multiple times to fix the quarterback. So, at what point now does he bring, does he blame either Scott Fitterer, who I think is the GM, or or Matt Rule, who's the head coach? Because we're talking about Sam Darnold, we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater, we're talking about Cam Newton. Now we're talking about a third round pick on Matt Corral, and we're talking about Baker Mayfield. So that's five guys. So this thing has to work but, even if they don't win the six even if they don't go over the total Tim. To if they fix the quarterback and they come out of this year with baker having done enough for them to feel like we're going to pay him at a starting quarterback rate in the nfl then matt rule keeps his job if he doesn't then there'll be a lot of change and turnover in carolina
2: this is how matt rule has built the quarterback room in carolina sign teddy bridgewater trade for sam darnold trade away teddy bridgewater Exercise Darnold's fifth year option. Sign Matt Barkley, sign Cam Newton, bench Cam Newton, cut Matt Barkley, re sign PJ Walker, draft Matt Corral, trade for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> More on the Carolina Panthers. We will head down to the Queen City next, right here on the Nightcap.
0: This is the Nightcap on V Send, the Sports betting Network.
2: Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the born in a ballpark challenge presented by blue moon to compete free for cash all season and a weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to draftkings.com slash blue moon. Now to join the action blue moon made brighter 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details. Drink responsibly alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Mets. Betters out there on the run line, super run line, never in doubt. Down one going into the ninth, 1-8-3. Who'd they be?
3: You know, I know we got a guess, but, man, I'm just telling you, if the Rays could fix this bullpen, man, we could really make this ticket work. No, you could They got the worst bullpen maybe in the history of yeah, Major League Baseball.
2: they're a terrible baseball team. All right, let's bring in Will Palaszczuk from WFNZ in Charlotte. He joined us prior to the draft when there was thought maybe at number six. The Panthers would go quarterback. Well, of course, they did not. They draft Matt Corral after trading back into the third round. And then today, they go and get Baker Mayfield. So, Will, simple question. Game one against the Browns in Charlotte, Bank of America Stadium. Who's the starting quarterback?
4: It's hard to believe it won't be Baker Mayfield, Murray, because I do feel like you made the investment, and I do feel like on paper... Mayfield is better than Donald. I know that Donald's got the head start with, uh, obviously, the playbook under Ben McAdoo, but I do feel like you're going to get more out of Baker Mayfield. I think he's got a better arm than Donald does. And I also just think that when you're lo- going down to it, you don't make the investment in that guy at this late stage if you don't intend to play him right away.
3: And what does this say, Will, about Sam Donald's inability from the end of last season to today to show enough improvement in the right direction to make the organization feel comfortable that he'd finally reach his full potential this season?
4: I think it seems like not just Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer, but even Ben McAdoo, tells me they're not convinced. And he, and they all said the right things about Sam Darnold coming in. Uh, you may remember the, the comments that McAdoo made while he was the head coach of the New York Giants in advance of the draft about Darnold. They were very inflammatory and and not very flattering towards Donald. So as a result, you know, we all kind of wonder what that relationship would be like coming in here. And McAdoo said all the right things coming in saying, you know, Donald was one of the reasons he wanted to take the gig. And I don't know if it's necessarily anything that, that Sam Donald didn't do this off season. It's just they can't divorce themselves from the fact that after the first three games, of the regular season, not only was he rather ordinary, but he cost the team games and, he didn't do enough in his second stint in the season uh, coming back off an of injury to really convince anybody that he was any different than the quarterback we saw in New York. I know that there was hope for him to try and turn things around. I know a lot of people were somewhat confused by the fact that they actually gave him that fifth-year option before. He even took a snap for the Carolina Panthers. But uh, they know Baker Mayfield, the guy who's taken the Browns, was to, to, to a playoff uh, appearance. And obviously, as a result of that, you know, I do feel like with regards to, to him and his fit with his team, I know the Panthers like him, but I also feel like the move signals the fact that they're still not sure who their quarterback of the future is yet because all indications are this is a move for 2022, and that's it. They're not necessarily looking to try and extend Mayfield. This is all a bridge to try to get to either Matt Corral or whoever's next in the pecking order for them.
3: Now, Will, I kind of like quarterbacks in these situations. Mitchell Trubisky, high draft pick, failed getting another shot with Pittsburgh. Carson Wentz, first-round draft pick, didn't succeed last year. Enough in Indies, get another chance at Washington. Baker kind of fits that same criteria. Back up against the wall, guy with talent. You're probably going to get the best version of him. My question for you is, what does the rest of the locker room think about this upcoming season? Is there full buy-in? Do guys like Robbie Anderson really believe that they can win this year? Is that offensive line improved at all from last year? Like, what is the temperature of the guys inside the locker room?
4: Well, Robbie Anderson came out on Twitter today and said, you know, clarified his comments that he made on Twitter saying that all he was really trying to do was, you know, protect his guy Sam Donald, who, you know, I thought that, that Donald and Anderson was going to be a greater connection than it was in their first season turned out that that Donald had a better relationship with DJ Moore and that might just come down to the fact that DJ Moore is probably one of the more underrated receivers in the entire National Football League and that's not necessarily a slight to Robbie but you know Robbie led the entire National Football League in drops this past season and a lot of those were from Sam Donald so I do feel like uh, there might be some skepticism from some people coming into this especially at this late stage uh, I know Sam has the support of a lot of guys in the locker room but I also feel like this this group feels like they can take that next step. I don't want to say win right away, but they believe that they need to get to the playoffs in order to save Matt Rule's job. And there are a lot of guys who were brought here under the auspice that this was a, a win now scenario, or at least they get to the playoffs now scenario. You mentioned the offensive line, Sean. It is a lot better on paper than it was even a year ago. We were talking about the moves, you know, like Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbett and, and then those guys coming into the fold and even... Brady Christensen, who is a rising second-year player who they expect to be one of the five starters across the line for them, uh, you're not having to talk yourself into how good these signings are. I think last year, we were trying to justify signings like Cam Irving and Pat Elfline, who quite honestly uh, did not perform even to the baseline expectations of what we thought that they would be. I know Elfline could possibly you know, slide over to center and be somebody who can help them uh, possibly in a pinch or even maybe start the year because of his familiarity with the offense, but at the same time, I do feel like this line is so much better, and whether it was Donald or Mayfield, I think that the protection would still be better than anything they received in the past year, but improved protection and an improved quarterback, there's no telling what this offense can do in the first yard of Ben McAdoo.
2: You can follow Will on Twitter, at Willie P. Style, WFNZ down there in Charlotte. Will Palaszczuk joining us. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, always, uh, always the question, because we know the talent, but it's the durability and the injury concerns, so... How has this offseason been so far for Christian McCaffrey? What has he been saying, you know, leading into training camp here in a couple weeks?
4: A lot less physical reps and a lot more mental reps for McCaffrey. and It was very interesting. Uh, he dropped a nugget that he had reached out to Marshall Falk, the Hall of Fame running back, uh, a two-way stud, kind of like McCaffrey is, although... Uh, Falk obviously probably set the standard for that part of the position, or at least that type of position and McCaffrey's trying to at least get to that level uh, of his expertise. But, you know, he reached out to Marshall and kind of got some tips of the trade and I actually had a chance to talk to Marshall. He was here in Charlotte for a charity event, uh, here last month. And so I kind of asked him, Hey, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, you share with Christian and while he didn't give up completely the ghost He did at least kind of allude to the fact that, you know, less touches wouldn't hurt him, less touches in practice wouldn't hurt him. Uh, I know that a lot of the injuries that McCaffrey has had here recently were very much more freak things than they were uh, necessarily overuse type injuries. But I think any time where you're getting him in a situation where you could possibly have it bolstered by somebody else, I think the Panthers are going to try to do that. That's why they brought in Deontay Foreman. That's why they've continued to develop Chuba Hubbard and, other players along that periphery to try and uh, lessen the load on McCaffrey. I do feel like though the Panthers are at their best when they can have him for a 16, 17 game season because I do feel like you know any any opportunity for them to go forward I think lives and or dies with McCaffrey's availability. He's saying all the right things. He's 100% healthy. It's just a matter of whether or not one of those freak injury type things will come and befall him again this upcoming season.
2: Well, when you look at the win total right now here in Vegas, it's six and a half. I think, you know, Sam Darnold, or excuse me, Baker Mayfield is is a slight upgrade, not a massive, but I I would consider him an upgrade over Sam Darnold. And and something I was pointed out, I'm curious to get your thoughts because you, you know, you're there. You watched all these games intricately. They were one in seven and one score games, minus 13 in the turnover differential, and allowed 52 sacks. They went out, as you alluded to. They bolstered that offensive line. They've got a better quarterback situation, we think, right now. Um, you know, With the health of Christian McCaffrey, I think the Atlanta Falcons obviously have taken a massive step back, in my opinion. What type of win total are you looking at for this Carolina Panthers team? 5-12 and 12 last year. What's your expectation this year?
4: Well, I do feel like the, the Mayfield uh, addition has to give us an opportunity to try and recalibrate. And I, I do feel like you know the first month of the season, with the fact that they get that ultimate revenge game right away with the Cleveland Browns and, and some other ones uh, right down right off the bat that are going to challenge them. I do feel like it's something where I, I feel like you have to at least feel like you're in an eight-win scenario if you want to be in the playoffs right now out of the NFC South. I do feel like that can be attainable if everything breaks right for them. And Mayfield is all that that we kind of had hoped he'd be. If it's a situation where there's not enough on this team to make him happen, then maybe you are looking at another five, six-win season, and we are questioning whether or not Matt Rule is back for another season. I feel like they can get to eight, maybe nine, if, if possible. Let's say that probably is the high watermark for them, at least, uh, at least before seeing them play on the field, and we'll get a chance to see them here in Spartanburg in, in less than three weeks right now. But I do feel like... This is an improved team on paper. I do feel like the defense is consistently underrated by folks nationally. they bringing back Dante Jackson it was a very sizable thing that they did uh, to really solidify that secondary. They'll get J.C. Horn back for his second season. Uh, much of his rookie season was cut back by uh, by injury. And I do feel like they'll have a lot more on a pass rushing side as well to make things happen. It's an interesting season, though. Will,
0: great stuff. There he is. Great Will, Will. Palaszczuk, WFNZ, down in If you dare, this is the nightcap on V the Sports Betty Network.
2: vcin summer special is here for only 19 dollars, you get everything vcin has to offer from now to the end of july sign up today and you'll get vcin's daily best bets including adam burke's daily mlb best bets nfl preseason coverage premium articles on golf ufc nascar we got it all here so if you want that full vcin experience which features daily best bets email every edition of point spread weekly use of our betting tools a live video stream whenever you want it costs only nineteen dollars to be a subscriber through July thirty first. Sign up today, VSon.com slash summer. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Thanks again to Will Palachik for uh, giving us his thoughts on the latest down there in Charlotte. Five and twelve last year, over under sitting at six and a half. You get some plus money on the over if you like it. Not something I'm racing a bet right
3: yeah, now. Yeah, I just need you to do me a favor though. I need to uh, cause that's your homeboy. Hit him up and say, I apologize for not trying to pronounce his last name. I, I was looking at the screen, <laughs> and I was going to try, and I was like, ah, I'd rather really just not even attempt it than to mess it up. This is so. better and move,
2: though. Yeah. Better move. Oh, That's all, all good. And I
3: went syllable by syllable in my mind. It just, I, I could never if get it.
2: If I didn't work with him for a couple yeah. years, there's no chance I would know. Yeah,
3: I, I couldn't get to a and, point and, of comfortability.
2: And you look at his uh, Twitter handle, at Willie P. He knows. Yeah. He recognizes that. So, uh, in my phone, I don't even have him spelled out. I just It's Willie P.
3: I, I added up my man, my man Willie, so, you know, make him feel we were happy to have him, <laughs> which we were. Thanks, yeah, Will.
2: That was good stuff. Uh, yeah. we'll, uh, I know we've done a lot of Panthers, rightfully so, with, with the trade that's gone down. Um, but today's summer conditioning is not the Panthers, it is the Chicago Bears. We'll talk uh, to Kevin Powell from WGN 720 coming up top of the hour. Any reason to be optimistic? Anything? Yeah. On this Bears team? We'll get to that coming up. Uh, at the top of the hour well you've been gone for a week enjoying yourself a little vacation uh deservedly so so you haven't got the weigh-in on the uh the kevin durant situation actually real quick i, I gotta mess on something right. you want to you want to pull up your cigar bets there for a second okay i want to read you i'm gonna read you a tweet it's just just yeah just all right i have em. take a look at that um Bobby Marks tweeted this out uh, today. One contract signed today that stands out is the five-year, $251 million one for Bradley Beal. The Beal contract consists of a no-trade clause. He is the only player in the league to have a true no-trade clause. What's one of our cigar bets?
3: Bradley Beal, if he's going to be with the Wizards or anywhere else. What all that means is that you can't trade him to a bad team. That He gets final say on where he gets to go.
2: You're, 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 you think that Bradley Beal, yeah. who signed a quarter of a billion dollar deal. That goes with him, no matter where he plays. He is now the 10th player in NBA history to have a no trade clause. Right. You believe he will be traded before the start of the season. Yeah,
3: if you ask to be traded. You are. All the no trade clause ensures for Beal is I can't end up somewhere I don't want to be. Which is a great lead in to this Kevin Durant situation. Hold on.
2: You do realize Bradley Beal's not a top twenty five player in the league. And he well, just, it just depends on who you're just, asking.
3: He, no, every, I don't think he's got a chance everyone? to show. I don't think he's gotten a chance to show what he really is, because they're never around when it actually <laughs> matters. And it's not like the Wizards are like this might playing be, in one of the triple header games on, this, on Christmas. This might be worse.
2: Then your belief in the Reds that you think Bradley Beal will not, who just signed a quarter of a billion-dollar deal, negotiated a no-trade clause in said deal, the only player in the NBA to have that clause, and you still think there's a chance that you win this cigar. Yeah, battle.
3: absolutely. And he's definitely a top-25 player. Debatable. But I'm just saying, I just the no-trade definitely top the, 25. The, with what's going on right now with Kyrie, with KD... Having your agent insist upon a no-trade clause makes sense. So at least if I decide I want to leave, I get to determine where I go. It makes sense.
2: Not for your bet, though.
3: <laughs> well, we'll see.
2: Uh, yeah, we will see. We'll see. You'll be putting that check mark down. Oh, uh, this also uh, from uh, Bob Nightingale Jr. Reds, uh, a 28-53 and 53 record. That's Ooh, the that few-
3: bullpen is bad. The
2: fewest wins at the halfway mark in the season since 1934 that 1934 reds team managed to avoid 100 losing 100 games but had an advantage of playing only 152 they went 52 99 and
3: 1 so you, you know go. the frustrating part is if they could just get anybody in the bullpen i mean they could be a 500 team but but again that's a conversation for another day probably won't happen i'm probably going to have to admit soon that you know my dream of the reds competing for the title in the NL central this year is not going to happen I haven't right. said that. The NBA has a piece that's allegedly on the move. Where? That could bring a title
2: absolutely to could.
3: said destination. But we have very differing of opinions and views about how this is going to play out. I don't know if we do.
2: All right, you give me your opinion. I've been talking about it for a couple of days.
3: Here's what's fascinating about this Kevin Durant deal. No one's putting the right context on it. Everybody is looking at it like, what's the best spot for KD? Where does him go and give him the best chance? It's not about that. The Brooklyn Nets have Kevin Durant under contract for, was it, three more years? Four. Four more years. Put yourself in the position of the Brooklyn Nets. I'm not trading Kevin Durant somewhere that makes sense for him unless I'm getting something that makes sense for me in return. And no one seems to be talking about that. Phoenix sounds great on the peripherals, but if it doesn't include Devin Booker, it's a no-go. I'm not giving up one of the top three players in the NBA for DeAndre Ayton. It's not happening. And I don't want to hear Mikael Bridges too. No, this is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the type of piece, I need a Jason Tatum back. I need a Bradley Beal back. Like I need something of that caliber plus multiple draft picks. So... When I look at this thing, I don't think he ends up getting traded. I think he ends up staying in Brooklyn. So if you believe that, then the play is to go and play the Brooklyn Nets and their futures. Cause I'm what what spot did KD mention has anything of value to give a return that would make sense for giving up Kevin Durant? Um Phoenix, Miami. What was the other one he mentioned? Uh I think those. I don't. know. I know it was Phoenix and Miami. Was somebody else? But what do you want from Miami? They're not. I, I don't want Jimmy Butler back for KD. Bam out of Bayou. Oh come on, man! Bam out of bayou. Get it? Come on. Bam out of bayou is like a poor man's Dennis Rodman without the rebound rebounding prowess. He can't shoot. That was exposed in this NBA. If you can't shoot, I mean, your value, your ceiling is very limited. I
2: mean, if they could get Bam, who averaged, you know, he
3: can't m- shoot.
2: I mean, he shot 56% from the field.
3: Yeah, during the regular season, making layups. When he was forced in the Boston series to actually have to make a, a elbow jumper from the free throw line or have a like legitimate go-to game with his back to the basket, none of that existed.
2: Shot 60% from the
3: field. So I'm not saying that Bam out is a bad player. I'm saying we're talking Kevin Durant.
2: I, I agree. And, you know, as you just screamed for a while. Uh, I just talked loudly. I didn't I, scream. I said the same exact thing. Okay. That this doesn't have to go down. And I don't know who offers. I, I think the Warriors have an
3: they could put together a package, but why are the Warriors gonna do that? And I wouldn't trade him to the Warriors unless they're talking about Steph Curry. I'm not trading him for James Wiseman, who's never played a game of significance in the NBA, or and Jordan Poole, who I have no idea. Is he really that good? Or was this just a guy in a contract year in a perfect situation on the best team in the NBA? That was excellent. I mean, this is Kevin Durant. I gotta get a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer back, or the conversation doesn't even begin.
2: It's gotta be fascinating. I, I tend to, you know, and we saw the odds balloon uh when he when the announcement uh report came out that he went, he and his representatives, Kevin Durant, went to Joe Side and said we want out. Um and now they've kind of settled back down
3: uh because because he sees the only possible destination that makes sense is Toronto.
2: Well, Toronto does make some sense.
3: Not if you're Kevin Durant. I really stay in New York. I'm, I'm close enough. I can fly over when I want to.
2: I agree. But <laughs> if you really want to be traded, and this could be the Ka- – Well, it's not – he doesn't have a say. He's not Bradley Beal. I know. He has no trade clause.
3: I think Kevin Durant and his team were testing the waters. It's possible. Yeah. But yep. I think at the end of the day, he knows. He do not want to go to Toronto. And I think Toronto is a tremendous organization. I think I when rather, all is said and I done... I would
2: rather be playing for Toronto with Nick Nurse and Masai Ujiri than Sean Marks hey, and Steve Nash. I'm,
3: I, in hindsight, I think Kawhi Lennon is going to look back at leaving Toronto and really regret it. But again, you're talking about guys that have so many things going on off the court in the United States of America. I just can't see one of our top guys being okay. And I love Toronto. Toronto's a great city. Hey, Toronto Raptors, a... Hey, I can still shoot a little bit. You know, if they need a, a, a jump shooter, I can't defend, can't rebound, probably can't get up and down the court for a full, full game, but I can shoot. I'll go to Toronto. But I'm just saying, these guys, when they get in their little buddy groups during the offseason and go on their yacht parties and stuff, Toronto doesn't come up.
2: Well, and, and the last thing I'll say before we hit a break here, and I mentioned this last night, look, the moves that the Nets are making right now are not the moves of a team looking to rebuild. Trading a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal signing TJ Warren. These are moves for teams that are looking to compete. So at this point, I tend to agree more with you that I think the most likely destination is for Kevin Durant to stay. I agree in Brooklyn
0: at bed. Three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.